Andy Bush and Richie Firth, welcome to our podcast. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed our special Any Other Business podcast on Friday. What that meant was that we weren't able to carry on our world record attempt for the amount of uh, one-touch passes. Oh, yeah, we weren't. We no. sp- how, what did we get to? Uh, I seem to remember 13. I'm looking at our producer. He's saying 11. 11. He's saying 11. I think he might be right, you know. This this isn't just one-touch passing with the Absolute Radio football we've got from Rock and Roll Football in the studio. This is close quarters passing as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like a new office sport. Do you want to have another little go now? Definitely. We'll both have to move a little bit off mic, but it's a podcast, so hopefully there'll be a little bit more... Bear with us here. Yeah, OK. OK, so hey, Richie's going to start I'm right-footed, so I prefer it to my right. OK, cool. One, two. OK. Oh, that's really good. bad. It's really, really bad. <laughs> It's the weekend. That's it's really, our game. Can I just uh, uh, <laughs> offer an explanation? I've got a really bad chafing heel from these new shows. From the new shows? Shoes, sorry. Oh, not geez. shoes. It's chafing your mouth <laughs> these, as well. These new shows have been ruining my heels. <laughs> new shoes? Yeah. I'm really... You get a sore heel off one shoe. Why not the other one? I don't know. Do you not wear your shoes in? How do you mean, though? Well, if I had bought a new pair of shoes, I wouldn't be wearing them straight out to work. What would you be doing? I would be wearing them around the house in the evening just to get to my, my tender ankles. That's not a thing. I promise you it is. What, doing like 20 minutes a day just to break them in? Definitely. Absolutely breaking in shoes. What, so you get home, like change into tracky bottoms, whatever it is, you're staying in for the night, but then you're going to put new smart shoes on and walk around the house in them? Yes. That's madness. That's not what... That's madness, Richie. Would you rather be labelled mad or have a chafed ankle? I'd rather do more than 11 one-touch passes. <laughs> okay. That'd be a good start, well, wouldn't wear, it? Wear some nice casual shoes tomorrow and we'll see if we can uh, up our game. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Good to be here to cheer up Tommy today. I am, I'm quite concerned by this then. You're saying that you, you nearly weren't here. Yesterday afternoon, I uh, took the family with uh, another pair of friends of ours to a humble farm shop. I love a farm I shop. I love a farm shop. Going there with the idea of having a nice relaxed Sunday lunch, picking up maybe a lo- lovely rustic bloomer yeah. or some beautiful cheese. Sitting outside with like having a little picnic with some of the produce that you've bought and some exactly grass. That's that. so relaxing. And when you get to the farm shop and you see a little sign that says, hey, why don't you journey around the back and see some of our wonderful farmland animals? Wow. Of course, with a little baby, you're going to do that. It would be remiss of you not to go. Wander around the back with the baby in the stroller looking at the alpacas and the little lambs and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And then suddenly there's a... And you look round, and it's a goat that's escaped from its pen. It's loose. And it starts charging at me. How, how high is this goat? How high are goats? It was a, it was a, it was a pygmy goat. Pig- so it came up to my knee. But I tell you what, your pygmy goat still has. It still has horns. Yes, it does. And if they jump, those horns are going towards the region that none of us want to be horned in, are they? That is All a right? terrible level point to be horned at. Exactly. Definitely. So you got a charging pygmy pygmy goat with its horns. What's the first thing you do? Get the hell out of town. Well, you run behind your mate. That's a fireman. <laughs> so you run round the back of him, go out of the way of it. Get out of the way, goat. They are. They're horrible. Is it? Am I? This wrong thing to say that. Goats and are nasty bits of work generally. Have you ever met a nice goat? A goat that you thought, you know, that goat was all right. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be honest. I can only deal with recent experience. What's been put and in front of you? It felt like it had attitude. So, did you pack up as a family and go home after this particular harrowing incident? As we moved on, yeah, the goat headed off. Oh, did it? I think His work he was kind done. Of felt, oh, hang on, and I think they're just here for rustic bloomers and a lovely bit of cheese. But how, how do you so, feel now, bearing in mind you've had this near-death experience? I'd cross the road if I saw a goat. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. We're releasing you home like doves. A peaceful animal. Peace, they're nice, aren't yeah. they? The doves have never been out of order, as no, far as I, I can tell. I don't think they have, no. If, I, if anyone's had a, uh, an example of doves being out of order, <laughs> we want to hear about it, because we don't believe it. Little subtopic. Yeah, little. that's a little side thing that we're going on. Meanwhile, though, we're talking about... When animals attack, have you ever been roughed up by an animal? Get it off your chest, Richie. You're still visibly shaken by being attacked by a pygmy goat. You don't need to major on the pygmy bit. It's a goat. It still had horns, all right? Liz from Worcester is with me on this on text 81215. Had my first encounter with a billy goat. He pinned me up against the wall when I was 12 oh. at a zoo. He was a bit excited. It put me off boys for ages. I just... <laughs> much of that long, long-standing problem put off boys because of that. I just... What, what are goats' problems? What is the problem? Why are they so angry? I don't know. Maybe Do you know why they're so he angry? He could have thought I was buying goat's cheese at the farm <laughs> shop. I'm not sure. Uh, Diane says I did a, pe- a penguin feeding experience. I was pecked on the leg by one of the king penguins. Not where you oh. want you trying to feed it. No, I know. You're only trying to help them out, aren't you, as well? And also, they're always quite disappointingly small, aren't they, penguins? Penguins, yes, they are, yeah. It's like short person syndrome going on there. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Paul Rhodes says, I took my son to feed the swans a few years ago. I hadn't got any bread, so I took fajita wraps. <laughs> it's already a bad stuff. <laughs> one of the... <laughs> One of the swans obviously didn't like Mexican food and spat out a piece. He reared. I uh, reared up hissing, flapping his wings and started towards us. I picked my son up and ran and I didn't look back. It's a bit spicy for the swan. A little bit spicy for swans. Any other stuff on this, you've got to text the show 81215. With, with Tesco Mobile, change your tariff to fit your changing needs with anytime upgrade flex. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. This is Home Time with Bush and Richie, getting you home for your Monday night dinner. All is going to be fine. However, we are dealing with a harrowing series of what can only be described as animal attacks. Ever been chased by a pygmy goat? You are still quite haunted by that, aren't you? Bearing its horns. Did you have nightmares about it that night? I didn't have nightmares in the evening, but it did take a little bit of time for the old heart rate to die down, <laughs> says a man with blood pressure issues. Let us know if you've been roughed up by an animal. Uh, Dan Pryor, Dan from our office, has tweeted us a little video, uh, and he says, Miracle I survived this. He's calling it Cowmageddon. Yep. As a load of cows come towards him. I- I'm wondering whether Dan's done that thing, and, and we all do it, right? You know when you go to, like, a, you pull up in a country lane if you're going somewhere in the countryside, and you try and talk to either cows or sheep? <laughs> Have you done that? You try and moo at them. You're asking for trouble. It's provocative. It is provocative. Mm. You had it coming. So there you go. That's actually on there. It's a little bit how I felt with this uh, this lumbering goat coming towards me. Many other people have suffered this. This is anonymous. A ferret came in my house in the early hours of an October morning when I was out for a fag in the garden. It followed me back in for a battle. They, a, a ferret's kind of like wild? They hang out in the wild or are they only pets? I think you can have wild ferrets. Can you have wild ferrets? Yeah, definitely. I always see people walking along on leads and stuff as well. <laughs> Another report of goats here from Dan in Dartford. Nightmares. Uh, I had a run-in with a goat when my aunt had three as pets. The biggest one actually jumped out of its pen, chased me down the garden. Hands down, uh, the world's most larry animal, goats. <laughs> if, if you've got a story about a goat doing something, you think, oh, fair play, he's all right. <laughs> Please let us know. Scott uh, Watson says, As a child more than 40 years ago, I was chased and pecked on the bum by a peacock whilst at an animal park. They're quite leery as well, aren't they, peacocks? But I thought their leriness just extended to say, have a look at my feathers. Come and have a look at my wares. Yes. <laughs> uh, and at my daughter's farm party, a guinea fowl attacked my sister's leg, drawing blood, says this person. Ouch. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. 
It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So you were just trying to protect your family, weren't you, Richie? Absolutely, from a goat that I did not know what its motives were. How would you how would you say that your your view of goats is now? Has it changed your view of goats? What do you feel about goats now? I'm very much beware. Beware of yeah. goats. Let's On go edge. to the phones and speak to Mickey, who's got a suggestion of a perfect way for Richie to face his fears. Uh, Mickey, what do you want to say? Yeah, what he needs to do is just get round them and handle them a bit more. They're just big, cuddly, fluffy Teddy bears with horns. Mickey, what experience do you... <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Teddy bears with I, horns. I can't, I can't see that anything is, is cuddly if it's bearing horns at you. What is your experience of the um, cuddliness of a goat? Um, my friends used to have pygmy goats, and when we were going out uh, partying on a weekend, and this is only sort of about ten years ago, yeah. we'd, uh, I'd muck them out every weekend. I'd have one stood on the roof, like, nudging me on the head, as I was better, and the other one on the ground nudging me up the bum. And <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just used to sit on the floor and cuddle the pair of them. Oh, as soon as I did that, they were great. So do you think outwardly they look like grumpy, but deep down, if Richie was to maybe to engage with them a bit more, they find they've got, like, a soft centre, really. They're actually, you know, big yeah. softies. Yeah, big softies. What kind yeah, of parties were these? You said this is when you're going out partying. <laughs> no, it was just us going back to our friend's house on a Saturday morning after yeah. being out all night, and I'd fall in love with goats. I'd probably slab my gear on that I had on the night before. To be fair, that does sound like an average Friday night in Devon in terms of me growing up. <laughs> so, listen, Mickey, wow. do you think Richie needs to do something? Like, um, what, what could he do? Let's think of a brilliant little task for Richie to do that would then uh, get rid of his fear of goats once and for all. But a, a suggestion from you would be great. Um, go see them on a regular basis. Give, take some food for them, feed them. Yeah. And just talk to them. Just gradually move in so that you're with them and... Just let them come to you and talk And then before you know it, you're going out for a party with them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be absolutely amazing. Well, there you go. Build up a friendship with a goat. If you take one thing from this show, let it be that. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. And now, here's a little podcast bonus for you, because this didn't make it to air. It didn't. Uh, we're talking about the fact that uh, you got attacked by a pygmy goat and whether <laughs> animals have got it in for you or whatever. Listen to this. Angelica says, uh, the one I hate is the fox that took one of my kids' sandals from the garden only to bring it back ten days later, all chewed up, and proceeded to on the garden to show gratitude. <laughs> Brilliant use of that word. Congratulations. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, sorry, one final text about people being savaged by animals because they're so good. Thank you for your brilliant comments so far today. Claire from Southend says, I, want, when, I once went to a petting farm with my dad when I was about nine. I remember, remember wearing a pom-pom 1990s woolly jumper. At the farm, there was what I thought was an empty cage. I opened it and to my horror, I found four ferrets attached by their teeth to the pom-poms on my jumper. No! She said, my dad went into a state of shock. What about that? It stays with you. <laughs> now, meanwhile, we went to watch a press screening of a film earlier on today, didn't we, Richie? We did indeed. We cannot tell you what the film was. We had to sign non-disclosure agreements. We did. We had to sign quite a bit yeah. of paperwork. We were sat in either side of this table signing forms. I thought we were getting a civil ceremony done. <laughs> uh, First uh, week did go well. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I did ask people on Twitter earlier on you lot to come up with the name of a film that we were going to watch because we couldn't say what it was. Uh, Ula Blondie says, Pirate Radio of the Caribbean, Dead like Man's it. Chest Hair. Like it. Thanks. 
Dave says, Mad Max, beyond the Essex Loop. I've just got the dead man's chest hair. I'm a bit slow. <laughs> it's very good. It's a Monday. Uh, One Nighty Colditz says, straight out of Golden Square. And Stephen says, Rambo Firth Bush. <laughs> That's not bad, is it, at all? Can't tell you what the film was. I can tell you one thing about it, all right? And when... I think it's... It's a good couple steady, of weeks. Yeah, steady, steady. Got to be careful here. Sign stuff, sign stuff. When we're allowed to tell you what the film was, we will tell you what the film was. But the film that we just went to see made my heart rate monitor <laughs> on my wrist go off ten times in 121 minutes. You are, is that what I heard? Because I heard a bleeping noise, but I yeah. clearly saw you tell, turn off your phone when the really scary bouncer guy said, right, all phones off. I did, yeah, the phone was off, but the wrist is still monitoring the first heart rate. Yeah. So that, by my Maths, which is poor, says that every 12 minutes and 10 seconds during this... can't even tell you what type can't, of film it was. can't say what film it is. Every 12 minutes and 10 seconds, my wrist is going, are you still alive? <laughs> I love it. Are you OK? Why, why have you got that uh, attached to your wrist? Why are you doing that? It monitors whether I'm inactive, but my heart rate is over 100 beats per minute. I would say that's quite a bad thing to have on day-to-day life, because if you're ever trying to lie or pull the wool over someone else's eyes or <laughs> pretend that you're not excited by something, <laughs> yeah. it's going to bleep and everyone's going to know. I put it on mute. Ah, there you go. We yeah. should have done that during the film. <laughs> However, though, this is quite interesting. I do like the idea of this thing being like maybe a new international standard for uh, movie reviews yeah forget your stars or whatever what about Firth Flutters <laughs> Absolute Radio The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. The Absolute Radio 90s on a Monday afternoon 10 minutes past 5 this is Home Time with Andy Bush and Richie Fur. dedicate that song to you if you drive without your shoes on I like people who drive without shoes on who does that I do all the time you're kidding it's me it's my standard driving format what's wrong with it I've taken advanced driving courses and all sorts, man. Got to have solid footwear. No, you don't. It's, I oh. feel like you can feel the, pedal, uh, the pedals better for your socks. Oh, I think I'll get out and walk. <laughs> get out and walk. Uh, so, so there, that's it. I'm just putting that up there. That's what, that's what I do. And if you're, a, if you're a, not a barefoot driver, because that's a bit weird, you're a shoeless driver, get in touch now, 8, 12, 15. Now, listen, let's not get sidetracked here. Uh, we were talking, of course, last week about Absolute Radio's 10th birthday party, uh, which was brilliant. We went to it. If you went, we hope you enjoyed it. I hope you listened to it on the radio as well and enjoyed that also. However, we felt kind of guilty, didn't we, Richie? We got there, and uh, obviously Dave and Danielle had very, very active parts, and it Pete Donaldson was back here hosting it live on the radio. Yeah. And we kind of turned up we missed a bit of the blossoms uh, why do I keep calling them the blossoms I sound like such a dad um, but um, we did feel as though we hadn't played our part and there was just this chance to do that little bit more the Queen has two birthdays so why should Absolute Radio not have one more 10th birthday bang absolutely and as we bowled home from the venue that night we thought to ourselves we've got to, we've got to do something yeah. so uh, we've been batting ideas round all weekend and we're uh, very proud to announce with some trepidation but mainly excitement that we've decided thank you to your brilliant suggestions uh, we're going to do a pub quiz it was really tempting to do the hypnosis night that was yeah. offered uh, or the karaoke night where you had to come dressed in costume and perform as <laughs> one of Absolute Radio's top 100 acts but the pub quiz because so many of of your suggestions just said go down the pub or yeah. it was pub based mainly uh, there was boots or shandy was <laughs> involved in pretty much 90% <laughs> yeah. of the stuff you sent in so I think we're going to go for what we know I mean, mm. we've grown up around pubs the pair of us haven't yes. we over the years so we're going to do that a quiz is always a great thing as well. And the really exciting thing is having talked to the management floor earlier on today, it looks like we've got a lead for a pub as well. So, so the great thing is we have the pub, we have the idea. It's all now about the fine tuning. Absolute Radio. 
They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So Richie and I were chatting uh, during the tail end of last week and um, it turns out we've both got the same situation going on at home, right? <laughs> it's well, a sickening situation. It's a sickening situation. But uh, in both our households, there's one meal that we both love, each our own different meal, that we're not allowed to eat anymore because of the, the, the partners that we have. Banned from the house. So the other evening, I got a text saying, what do you fancy for dinner tonight? And I went back with the very optimistic tuna napolitana. This is a tuna love pasta it. bake. Okay? Love it. Love um, it. And I went back optimistically because I've been told already that uh, we will not have this in this house because Natalie does not like, as she calls it, hot tuna. Hot tuna. <laughs> I love I've been so specific about that. But the problem is, is that tuna napolitana is one of my favourite meals. So, for the future of this marriage, I know that we're never going to have tuna napolitana again. That's it, it's gone. R.I.P. the tuna pasta bake. For me, right, R.I.P. chicken liver and bacon. Liver, bacon and onion, not chicken. What's chicken doing in there? (laughs) Uh, One of my favourite meals of all time, liver, bacon and onion. Uh, My mum used to make it for me and my brother when we were kids. Uh, That kind of with a load of gravy and mashed potato and stuff as well. But my other half, Katie, is a vegetarian. Mm. So RIP, liver, bacon and onion. Not only that, look into the future. She told us over the weekend that uh, my little daughter, Thea, our little daughter, Thea, is not allowed. She's not going to have liver bacon onion when she grows up. Now, that well. is just tragic. It's not unbelievable. Because that is, <laughs> she needs to take a look at that because that is then denying Thea the chance to have a family tradition. Let her choose, for crying out loud. <laughs> Absolutely. Like. She's not going to be able to choose about what football team she's into. We've already sorted that out. But at least with meals, let her choose. So. <laughs> Maybe you've got the situation going on in your place. Is there a meal that you're no longer allowed to eat in the house? Like my brother, for example, his partner, Karen, is also a vegetarian. Uh, and he, when he goes over to my mum and dad's place, he goes over there. My mum cooks him liver, bacon and onion. Brilliant. Because she knows he's not allowed it at home. Brilliant. Absolute radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. New music from Mumford and Sons on Home Time. That's Guiding Light on Absolute Radio. Richie, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm worried about the banjo player. Where is he? <laughs> I haven't He's seen not it for there. a while now. It's a long time. Yeah. If you've seen the banjo player or you are the banjo player, just give us three rings. Let us know you're okay. So here's the thing. Is there a meal that you're not allowed to eat anymore in your house? 81215 to text us. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. An anonymous text. No reason to keep this anonymous, but I hope you're okay. Anything from a can. Apparently, I'm a... (laughs) (laughs) What, you're not allowed to eat anything from a can? Goes on to say, apparently, I am a grown-up, and anything from a can is an unacceptable tea. That is unbelievable. Let's just recap, by the way. You're not allowed to eat... Tuna napolitana, uh, tuna pasta bake. Tuna pasta bake. I'm not allowed liver, bacon and onion because apparently it's revolting and stinks the house out. Robert from Scotland says, can't have mackerel in tomato, so- in tomato sauce on toast no more as the missus thinks it stinks the house out as well. Yet we have a cat that eats tuna out of a tin brazenly. Smell comes from a lot of people here. Tom and Hal Zoe says he's not allowed to cook curry in his touring caravan because <laughs> apparently it stinks for a week. Gutted. Uh, Amanda in Farnborough says, RIP corned beef hash. My husband can't stand it and we're not allowed it anymore. Caroline makes a good point here. Hubby doesn't let me... Well, Hubby doesn't like duck. 
Hates honey fruit sauce. So my favourite duck a l'orange. Oh, proper 80s meal there. It's <laughs> an RIP meal. But she fights back. I always choose it if it's on the menu when we eat out, which is great for Carol Ann. Yeah. But you don't go to too many fine dining restaurants <laughs> and find the old packet mix for tuna politana. Uh, look, someone else offering options here as well. Chris in Burton upon Trent says, Hi Bush, if you need liver bacon and onion gravy fix, get yourself to a Morrison's cafe. Most of them do it, but it's often not on the menu. You have to ask for it. Brilliant. Love that. Under the counter, liver bacon and onion. <laughs> podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Talking about meals you're not allowed to eat in the house anymore because they've been banned by your other half. RIP dinners on Absolute Radio 8, 12, 15. Doesn't take much to confuse me, Dave in Cardiff, you've done it. RIP, my wife has gone vegetarian and won't let us have white bread. What? Am I missing something there? There's, surely that doesn't uh, break any of the rules and regulations of vegetarianism. Hang on, I miss... Should have read on. I miss bacon sandwiches oh. so much it hurts. Ah, uh, yeah, you, you can't have a bacon sandwich with brown bread. Come on, no, you can't. There's something really weird about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah It's like yeah. almost having it in, like, a sweet brioche bun. Just not right. Where would, the, where would she stand on frazzles? <laughs> you could have white bread with frazzles. Don't ruin their relationship. Mobile. Choose a contract length that suits your needs and upgrade anytime with Anytime Upgrade Flex. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Brad has taken this a step further just before we move on. Yeah. Can I buy something now that my other half does? Can I ban something? Every Thursday it is cold tuna pasta night in our house. I hate it. It's not a dinner. Or a meal. It's party buffet food. <laughs> it's true. Anyone it's true. else have a meal night that they want to bin? Brad, we will have to return to this because I need think to come it's, back a, to it. it's a hot topic. You've got a point. Why Why should be on the receiving end of this stuff? You can ban stuff in your own house. Definitely. We shall revisit. Speaking of food as well, Fernley Whittingstall on Twitter says, Bush and Richie, woman op- opposite me right now on the train, has just broken out a baguette buttered it and is now spreading it with chicken liver pate. Surely that's a new record for train dining. Wow. And this would be a perfect, obviously, incident for the British Transport Social Police. Uh, you know the score with this. We set this up at the very beginning of the start of this new Home Time show. It's a uniform task force patrolling public transport looking for ill behaviour. The British Transport Police exist. They've got busier things to look out for than these social crimes that we're dealing with. But we'll always add into the list if you spot something that you think might be added to the list of things that would eject you get a for if you're spotted by the British Transport Social Police, get in touch. And we've had some calls in over the weekends. Hello, your call cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Bush, Richie, it's John from Cambridge. There was a woman on my bus eating a steak slice at 8am this morning. Thought I'd phone it in. What do you think? There you go. These have all come in over the weekend. <laughs> steak slice, 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, it's food, so we've already ruled it. She's out. Please leave your message after the tone. Hi guys, it's Emma here. Not sure what the legislation is on footwear, but there was a man on my bus on Sunday who still had his slippers on. Bloke on the bus still had his slippers on. I, I, I think anything that's not proper footwear is, should not be allowed, Richie, to be honest I'd rather, I'd rather slippers on than no footwear at all. So I, I think this one, I think we'll let go. We're going to let that slide for the time being, but we'll be monitoring the situation. Please leave your message after the tone. Hi, Bush and Richie. It's Tom from Sheffield. I need the social police to crack down on people who totally monopolise the shared table space on trains with all their... <laughs> sort them out. Had it all the way to Penzance on Friday and I'm 
sick of it. Do you know what? This really winds me up when people take over the table. They spread it. You know, like the start of Dad's Army with the arrows. It's yes. like that. And also, they, they hog the charger. How, what a wind-up that is. I think this is something that needs to be talked with with the authorities because I think equally it's two sides. I think we need to have bigger tables on trains these days. There you go. This task force, uh, is all you need to do is get in touch with it and we'll add it to the legislation. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Yesterday, went to a farm shop and uh, one of the uh, pygmy goats had got out onto the uh, the track and started charging me. You weren't there. I, I feel like you're <laughs> pouring scorn on this. It's okay, knee high. But you, you weren't, yeah, he's got horns. Lower than knee right? high. And most things that are knee high don't have horns. Do you know what? It's weird, actually. There must be something to do with the miniaturisation of these things that make them even more scary. Because you know those little tiny horses that mm-hmm. people have got? When they come towards you, that's weirdly more scary, I think, than a big horse. It is because you just let... All right, let's uh, talk about this gingerly. You've got to think about the height that they're coming at you at. (laughs) That's a very good point. Now, can I just say, at this point, uh, a couple of hours in, we've had so many messages from people suggesting that you can't allow this fear to fester, Richie. You need to go back and re-approach this particular... Pygmy go. Don't let it become your animal nemesis. Because you're like at the moment. Think of your family. Think of little Rocker, right? You, they they want to go back to the petting zoo or whatever, but you're not allowing it to happen because of this fallout you've had with a pygmy goat. I don't need to meet him again. You do need to meet him. I think you need to nip this in the bud. So watch this space. I think we're going to deal with this situation and make them friends. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio on a Monday night. It's home time with Andy Bush and Richie Fur. Do you think it is possible for your own house to hate you? I know it's a house, all right? But is it possible for your house to hate you? To what, to have it in for you? Are we talking like the Amateurville horror here where the house <laughs> was a bit evil? Do you know why it felt a little bit like that over the weekend? Uh, I need to first touch on the fact uh, that the Ryder Cup was amazing, fantastic. I watched a lot of it. You actually had it penciled in your diary. So. I did have it in my diary to remind me not to book anything else in that weekend. Mm-hmm. And I watched far more golf than I imagined I was going to be able to. And I'm a lucky man as a result so, of Yeah, a great weekend. That's a great weekend. I did indeed. But the thing is, there's there's a lot that I could have been doing around the house. The back garden's an ongoing mission with the turf. Yeah. Uh, there's a bush that needs sorting out out the front. That's not to do with you. <laughs> uh, and there's a radiator that's broken that I need to have a look at. Okay, so there's plenty I could have been doing, but I was instead watching Europe trounce the States. Right, okay. And I think this is where the hatred from the house comes in, because the moment that uh, Phil Mickelson uh, put his drive off the tee, entered the drink, and it meant that we'd won the Ryder Cup. Mm -hmm. I got up and I'm beginning to ebb away from the golf. I walk out into the hallway and I'm going to get a coat out of the coat cupboard and the coat cupboard door falls off in my hands. What, like comes and tries to hit you in the face almost? Literally, as I pull the door open with my left hand, not through superhuman strength, but just because it's a shabby old door, it comes off in my hand. And it makes you feel really shabby when that kind of stuff happens. It's as if the house was saying, you've done nothing to me all weekend, here's something (laughs) to do, you lazy man. I'm going to throw you a little job to do. So I did. I had to go straight out the side, go and get the old uh, toolbox out. Rehang a door Sunday night, not quite how I wanted to spend what, it. What a downer after the highs of the the golfing weekend as well. I, I, I agree with you in that I, I, not necessarily the house, but I've had um, like ongoing run-ins with inanimate objects. Yes. For example, we have a Henry Hoover. Henry Hoover's are great. Okay, <laughs> I love Henry Hoover's, but the one we've got is really, really obstructive. 
to the point where, because they've got the face on the front, haven't they? They have, yeah. If, if Katie, my other half, uses it, absolutely fine. She's always going about how brilliant they are. And it, and it, it follows her along like a little uh, a droid that loves her from yeah. Star Wars, you know, like poodles along behind her. But if I ever use it, it rolls onto its back. <laughs> First thing it does, <laughs> like some kind of turtle. It just rolls onto its back. It knows it's it. you. Yeah, it knows it's me. <laughs> so I think you're onto something here. I reckon there is definitely a case for saying that sometimes, whether it's the house or the objects in it, they just hate you. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie richie can i ask you a question far away you know that door that came off in your hand in your house yeah yes. so it just fell off do you think it could be anything to do with the supernatural do you it know certainly what I mean? felt like it but like the house bearing in mind you'd watch golf all weekend the house was getting jealous of your attention that's why it threw the hissy fit yes. and decided i'm just gonna Throw this door off. Have some of this fur. Bang, <laughs> door falls off. So we want to find out from you guys tonight whether something weird has happened in your house and you think the house might dislike you for a certain reason or something in your house hates you, an inanimate object. Mine had it in for me because I'd neglected the house all weekend with the Ryder Cup. Uh, Donna in Dartford says her cooker hates her. Ouch. Always burns the food, attacks me when I go near the oven. Consequently, my husband is the only one who talks talks to it, talks to the oven. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of having a seance to exercise the demon. It could be, it could be something to do with the paranormal. You never know. I and love this one, James from Harrogate. He's got kind of the same situation as you here. He says, we've just finished nine months of renovations and after the last piece of carpet was laid, we had a serious leak from our bathroom. Sassy house wanted one more room to be decorated. <laughs> Doesn't like being left out. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. The Sturge on the way in for Daniel Perry with the evening show from Seven right here on Absolute Radio. Now time for that feature on the show, which is going to provide you with that little story that I guarantee by the time you go to bed tonight, it'll still be stuck in your head. You might not want it there. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> Whenever you meet a new couple... Yeah. One of the things that is always talked about, it's either, oh, how did you meet? And have the old meeting story, or mm. how did he propose? That kind of thing. Yeah. It's always good to have a story on one of the two. But what you want is you want it to be a good story. Yeah. So if it's the proposal story, what you want is not we got stuck up a mountain and got lost <laughs> and rescued by Mountain Rescue. <laughs> Let me tell you about Joshua and Katie. Uh, they are both from Texas. This happened in the States over the weekend. He decided that he wanted the proposal to be scenic, isolated and just obviously on their own. Sort of special. He went with a mountain peak. A mountain that had a 13,000-foot summit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Seemed like a good idea at the time. Picture Joshua and Katie walking up this mountain. It was an eight-mile walk. Oh my God. Bearing in mind, she doesn't know what's going on here. She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't she know what's going on. going for a lovely walk in Colorado. Um, and it's scenic and it's isolated. And the proposal happens and Katie has accepted the surprise proposal. But unfortunately, it's obviously now late and getting dark. 
Because she did not know they had no cold weather gear, they didn't have any water, they hadn't oh, even no. taken any mountaineering gear, and they got found lost by, obviously, a proper mountaineer. He probably tired them big time because they haven't got the proper gear with them. Well, he did because they'd started to get altitude sickness and dehydration, oh, so no. he had to take them into his tent, give them water, give them food, give them clothing to warm up. Another one of that party then had to hike down the hill, oh. go and get mobile phones reception because you didn't get it at the top of the mountain they got rescued at 4.30 a.m. in the morning <laughs> suddenly it's not so romantic is it no at all what a terrible start to married <laughs> life as well that this sounds really bad rich and i, I, I don't mean it's a bad way anyone who's got this situation going on but i've never liked flashy proposals <laughs> do you know what? people who do flashy proposals <laughs> kind of feel like they got it coming they asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So that was it. That was the show. Yes. And I think what's going to have to happen is you are going to have to, in some way, go back to this goat that's been bullying you, that's been owning you. Pygmy goat has been owning Richie. Scared him, got him running scared. And you need to befriend him. Think about that. I remember once getting, like, a bit of bullying off someone at school. This lad was, like, horrible to me. And someone advised me to make friends with him. The great thing with podcasting is you can say things on a podcast that you can't necessarily say on a radio broadcast. Okay. And I'll say this to you right now. I value my balls. <laughs> there you okay. go. And uh, there's the thing, right? Okay, as this, as, this, um, as this pygmy goat is bounding up to you, and you have to remember, it is bearing horns. It is, it's, and it's okay. at that height, isn't it? You don't want them being rammed. Imagine, I can't think of any more, a thing more painful than getting actually headbutted with horns at ball level, plum level. <laughs> Quite, at exactly. plum height. Yeah, and you said earlier, you said, you know, on the show, uh, you've got to think about how little Rocco is looking at you. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but equally, <laughs> Rocco did not need to see Dad getting, uh, you know, you know, butted in the, uh, you know, like that. Yes, exactly. Well, listen, watch this space. I'm going to make sure Richie and that goat end up friends. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>